Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fan part two of the Fan Takeover Rough Draft podcast. Now we're going to talk about the NALCS. Some major fans of the NALCS here and also some EU people. Everyone's still here. We got Fallen Death Star. We have Shadow. We have a Kegel. Rick Fox! No. We, yes, all the Rick Fox. <laughs> we have Titan. Hello, hello. And we have Striker. Yeah, Striker. Striker. What's a hard today? Yeah, words are hard for you, apparently. Yeah, we have. Yes, they are. That's that. We have Alabama number Hitch. one Dignitas League of Legends fan. <laughs> That's all you need. He's the only He's the only They're making a comeback. <laughs> Okay, so this is a golden op. These mines of EULs of League of Legends knowledge is a golden opportunity, and so we're gonna talk about the ten place team, Golden Guardians, sponsored by the Golden State Warriors. Um, this team is interesting, and for all the wrong reasons. Somehow they have two NA talents that I would like on other teams in contract and definitely. They have half of old liquid in low in low low and Matt. And they have Mickey. Oh Mickey. Oh my god why? Oh my god why? Oh my god why? Hey Mickey. So we wanna talk about this. Do we have to call them a team? I, I know it's be... because I'll probably be a bit nicer on them than most people will be. I, I personally like a lot of the players on Mr. on uh, GGS because I'm I'm biased towards past CL players a lot. I think Lorlo is still a very serviceable top laner whose biggest problem has been there since the start, and hasn't seemed to be fixed with his TP. I think Matt's very good for laning. And if you have a, if you want an AD carry to be focused on lane phase, Matt's a really good AD support to have with that. As for their jungler, I think Contract is like no doubt <clears throat> really good. I think he was a little worse last split, but I think that sort of comes down to how the team in general can hurt your jungle pressure a lot. And I think honestly, when I first heard about it getting Mickey, I was really unconvinced and I thought it was a bad call. But as I thought about it a bit more, I think Mickey's a, a not a bad difference. He's the kind of player who can just literally, it's always said, can just take over a game. And when you're fighting around bottom area, having a player who can just win you a game here and there isn't a bad call. Having a player who can just sort of dominate a lane, especially such an, or not even dominate, but stay go toe-to-toe with the kind of important lane for mid lane with how much talent we have in mid lane right now, I think Mickey's a pretty good fit for this team. My question with Mickey is like, which mid laner do you see that he may able to, to assert his will over? I don't think he comes in above most mid laners. I think he falls into the area of doesn't roll over. Like, I think he'll be better than someone like King, but you're not expecting him to try to outperform Bjergsen. You're not trying to expect him to outperform like uh, Jensen, players of that nature. Expecting him to be able to play out the lane, not or fall behind miserably, and just be a strong player. Okay, anyone else want to talk about this? Have a 
a golden opportunity to talk about this team? I, I mean, I don't want to talk about them. Uh, I, I have a lot to talk about for them. So, you've got Lolo, who I will always put as a low mid tier top laner. Most of his, he's native, he's solid. Um, I would put a few, uh, quite a few top laners by I'd probably put him around seven. Um, you've got Contract, who's a really good jungler, but yeah, the team didn't really work for him with everyone losing lane all the time. Uh, you, you had high last split in lane. He's rolling the dice every day. It's it's very much like um, old UOL and Paravival, where you they have if you have a good game with them, they match up really well. Like their comp is even if the comp isn't as good as the other teams, they can just come in and stomp you and completely destroy you. But and Mickey, I think he can beat every mid laner in the world in lane sometimes. The problem with Mickey is his highs are incredibly high and his lows are incredibly low and there is no in between. He is either performing at a top three in the world level or he's performing at uh, a bottom tier wildcard level. There's not really a, a middle there. And then you've got definitely the AD Carry. He's, uh, he's young. He uh, has a lot of potential. Um, I I am still not sure why Golden Guardians went for Deathly over Rakara. It might just be that Rakara picked up by a different team first. But um, he's a, he has a lot of potential. He has, I think he's going to do really well in next year and the year after. But I don't think he's someone who's going to truly step up and, uh, until 2019. And we have Matt, who... If your team's winning, he's great to have on the team. If, yeah, if you're going for lane and, and you're winning lane a lot, brilliant. You have Matt. He's, he's going to do well. But you start losing games. Um, I see him having a similar issue to Steelback, where you're losing, he loses confidence, and he's going to underperform massively. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I have the team co uh, coming in at eight, um, but that's mostly because. They're the, they're the best of the base. Yeah, just as a little reminder for what I have, and I forgot to say what uh, I placed them. I had them at uh, eighth as well, actually. Okay, I have them as ninth because this is my visual representation of the spirit of Golden Guardians this split. They're just this dead inside. But at least they have an idea of what they're doing. That is not what I can say of every bottom tier team. So yeah, I think this is a gamble. It can work a lot. I don't think they will make playoffs, but I think they can upset some teams. I think they have the potential there. As uh, someone that's been watching this from the other side of the pond, I tune into the NALCS just to see, can this team win? Could they take a win? And I got disappointed every time. But it was fun games. Not so much fun for them, but they were fun games. And I think they can do better this split, but not by much. Uh, so for me, 
Yeah. I'll talk about this team, but I wouldn't consider this a golden opportunity. But yeah, I think overall the players are solid. I think, uh, but there's such little firepower on this roster. You got Morlo, who's like a mid to low tier top laner. You got contracts. He was really good on Cloud9. And there's probably no doubt that he's still a really, really good jungler. But when you have mains that are losing, it's hard to make an impact as a jungler. You're kind of like subjected right. to like. But yeah, you, you got Contracts, who's always been a good jungler, even in Cloud9. And like, but you have losing lanes a lot. It's hard to kind of make an impact. Hi. Bye. Uh, I'm glad they subbed him out for Mickey. I think they were missing that extra bit of mechanical skill that Golden Guardians lacked in the mid lane, and High wasn't solving that issue. He, yeah, he has a great mind for the game. He knows what to do. He has made good decisions for the most part. Uh, but he doesn't have the mechanics to keep up with all the other mid laners in the NALCS. Then you got Matt and Defley, who we're starting to look towards the end like a bot lane that can actually stay competitive. Do I see them making playoffs? Nope. Uh, but overall, I am going to put um, Golden Guardians at 10th place. Uh, about this. Their team. All yeah, right. So just one grain of sand more. Uh, this is my concern from Golden Guardians in a, almost every other team. Giant train wreck of a team. Um, <laughs> Optic Gaming. Yep. Most of our teams have someone in the academy roster that can uh, complement their team or make it a little better. Golden Guardians, I don't see that. That's worrying for me. It's a problem. The academy team is sick, potluck, buff queen, Benji is special. No, sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah, they changed that, yeah. Sheep and Benji oh, used to be Lord, so that's the academy team, and Ziggs. <laughs> <laughs> the next team is Optic Gaming, a new team that got in by franchising, and... Um, did nothing with it. Their team is now consists of Flame. Wait, that's the wrong one. No, Doka. Uh, Flame is Flyquest. Oh, oh, Dokala. Um, Acadian, Power, Evil, Arrow, and Big. And also Gay. Um, guys, I want to have a, a donation. For $5 a day, you can help Arrow final world support to www.arrowworldsupport.com and donate your money in the I will eyes say of this. Angel. I will say this. At least they didn't get Kongpon. Like some teams. Oh, we're going yeah, to talk about that with a buff. Well, now okay, he's so... I'm going to ask to go first for this because I'm very furious at this team because I have no idea what they are doing. 
Like, honestly, what what is the decision making on your team? What, what's your priorities? What do, what's your game plan? What's everything? I'm just tilted, man. This, this is the 10th place then for me, not because of lack of talent, because I think the talent is there, but the decision making of the org is so confusing to me. I have no idea what they're doing too. Like, okay, you have, or oh, even Arrow. Okay, that's a good core. Acadian can be good, as, as he was on Echo Fox last last split. He was okay then, but Dokula and Big, and then he had Elimination. You want to like you, supports are important. This ain't season three. Just bought wards and been the ward bot. Two things. Replace Arrow with. Yeah, arrow and big or gate. Yeah, that's gonna work. That is so gonna good job guys. So great. Well, GM freaking you there. So the, the one upside I will say about up the gaming right now is that Acadian has like a thousand hours on graves. That that will work for some. Yeah. Um I think uh the issue with uh, Dokla, he's young, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna grow. I can I can see stuff for him. He's already a better option than Zig. Yeah, Acadian, he's not great. He's um, he he isn't the he's not gonna be a top tier jungler anytime soon. I don't think he ever will be. Uh, but he's gonna work in the current meta. He's gonna be fine for the team. You've got Power of Evil and Arrow, yeah, they're a great carry duo when they're on their game. Um, yeah, my problem is, they have Big now, and they let go of Lemonation, so. The, when we saw the Optic signed Lemonation to begin with, the, uh, the assumption I had, and I think a lot of other people had, was, okay, you have Lemonation, you have him for your first year, then you move him into a coaching role. Because that's where you ideally want uh, where you want lamination. Because he you get him for his notebook and not for his play. Uh, I don't mind them picking up big and gate, but I think gate is better than big, uh, and I think they're gonna, they're going to be swapping those two out quite a lot uh, to see who works better with the team, and I think that's going to hurt the team overall. A I don't have Optic improving at all, Ash. Um, I, I think they're coming ninth again this split, and I, I really hope, I really hope that they can do something with their roster next year. Their uh, academy team is pretty bad. Uh, I can't see Maybe anyone please. apart from Palafox there coming into the team. They've got to get some, some players from somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're not looking big. I mean, I think Gate can come in and Alluring maybe for some series. But yeah. Yeah, my thoughts on Optic are <laughs> probably not a unique one. I think they're pretty disappointing. I, I like Takadian as like a North American talent in the jungle. I think he's always been one of the worst ones, no matter what team he had been on. But uh, I, th I think their bot lane is going to have the same problem it always had, because you have Arrow on it. 
who's been bad as, in lane every time, and as soon as it gets exposed, he's just like, he falls apart. With Lemon, he didn't help him at all. With Big, I don't think much changes in that way. I think uh, their top lane won't be worse. I mean, <laughs> they changed Elzig at one point, and it wasn't worse. Dokla performed slightly better. Power Eagle is good, but I don't think he's good enough to carry despite the rest of his team. Okay, so. I had, uh, I had a minute. Well, after that, op after we took at that optics of that situation, let us fly away to possibly a better place. But it's not. No, it's not. All right, Chase's team. We really, we really need to talk to him about finding better like teams. Like this no, is bad. No, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just like put those teams in a coma, just like this FlyQuest roster. I don't know. Okay, so so let, let me go over the FlyQuest roster so people, people can understand this. In twenty eighteen. This team is Flame, Centaurin, Keen, Wild Turtle, Conquan. Yeah, Quan, no. It's not I Quan, don't yeah. care. <laughs> this thing, you make it seem like I care. I don't. If he's good, then I might respect his name decision. But until then, he whatever I want to call him. Cut the guy from Slack. He got to play for Liquid. Hey, some players, <laughs> one player got out of liquid, okay? He had to like, get cut he by two teams. Got out of liquid, battered, and bruised. Got, he, had, he had to be cut by two teams, then we talk about him later. But uh, Phoenix just... also survived liquid, just saying. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had to get some challenge. challenger. <laughs> yeah, it's... FlyQuest is not in a good spot. So first, you drop Ander to your academy roster, and you sign Santorin. So you've gotten weaker there. Uh, you nothing changes in the mid lane. They've still got Keen, who was, I'd say, the best mid laner for them in spring, but he's still going to lose pretty much every lane. Uh, you've got Wild Turtle eighty carry. He can be good. He can be bad. It depends entirely on. Uh, of how he's feeling that day. We've got Conquan at support who doesn't help at all. This team is on paper the worst team in the league. I, I have them coming 10th because I just can't see them doing anything. Uh, they, they look horrible. They're not going to do anything. If they don't make a switch in week 2 or 3, I don't think they win a game. Yeah, I'm. They going oh, 18 games, oh, and 18. No, they're not going to win 18. They're going who? to win some games. Who? They're just not going to be able to like win against clutch gaming. Let's just say that. Um, Death Star. Like, what, what what you see a win? Uh, okay, I see a win against maybe Optic Gaming, assuming like. They 
No, they still haven't figured out how to actually close a game. And Golden Guardians, because, like I said, there's very little firepower. If I had to choose between Deathly and Wild Turtle, I'd choose Wild Turtle. I if I had to choose between Flame and Dokla, no, Flame and... No, Dokla. Flame and Lolo, my bad. Uh, yeah. I'll choose Flame. Like, because, like, I don't... Because even despite Lorlo's solid performances, I don't think like it's enough to carry Golden Guardians team in a win. Like so, yeah, I can't see a whole lot of bright spots overall. I have the team coming in at ninth. That's all rating them. Um, Shadow. Um, talk, let's talk about what your opinions on FlyQuest because I I have nothing. I think it's an interesting team. I, th I think most of what they did was side grade. And I actually, I talked about this a little bit. And it's interesting to me, dropping the players that they did, it almost feels like they're trying to just not spend as much on the team for the time being. Because there's, you're not going into the split, no matter what changes they made, with who was open saying, oh, this team might go to world. They're saying at best, oh, this team might be going to playoffs. So I, I think it makes sense to sort of drop players that you don't plan to take forward and just sort of accept the inoculum great split either way. And I, I think it's it's interesting with the players they have. I think the two teams that they could expect to maybe have a chance against are Optic and GGS. I don't think I'm less so sure on GGS. I think that it leans much of a, a problem for them against GGS. But I think for something like Optic where – Someone like Wild Turtle could beat Arrow early in lane and snowball that is very doable. Again, you still have the weakness in mid lane. So I, I think this team's weakness in mid lane with no other lane picking up that slack is sort of their biggest problem. Okay. So um, anyone else want to talk yeah. about Titan? Um, yeah. Because one of the things that we discussed in Europe that we haven't discussed here yet is roster swaps mid-season. Now, I know the American system is a bit different because you have the academy teams, you can swap people up and down, but not having a consistent roster is a really bad thing, especially through the mid-season. They're changing two players, one into one of the worst junglers EU has ever had. These are trash, and they're picking it up. TSM killed him. He wasn't even good on TSM. No, he wasn't. He was never good. No, he wasn't. And I don't see this team doing anything this way. My thoughts on FlyQuest, I have them locked in at 8, and I think I'm the guy that's higher on them. And most of of that is just because they have flame, and you can win a lot of games just by having the best player on the field. And I think oh, flame will solo win one or two or maybe three games, and that will save them against Optic and Golden Guardians by a lot. Uh, I, I can see flame having a field day against Doka. Uh, also, I think Wild Turtle is solid, so I can see them winning a couple games. That's why I have the mate. I don't think they're as bad as the other, and they have some upgrade potential with Ant and JJ. Okay. 
I think if they make the same team, but with Anda and JG, they have a more solid roster. Yeah. If this team wins a game, I don't know. All right. Let's t- that, that would be counterintuitive to logic. And we're going to talk about our seventh place team, Counter Logic Gaming. They had no changes, except on the Academy team when they bring in Wiggly, which is interesting. Because the problem with CLG is rain over. Oh god, rain over is so bad. I like the guy. I like hanging out with him, but oh god, he's so bad. Um, okay, we couldn't hear you. Is his rain over? Sorry? It's more like game Don't over. Don't start with the pun. More like yeah. game yeah. over. Uh... So. I'll I'll spearhead for this. I like CLG. Uh, They performed really well towards the end of last split, and they made no changes. They are improving massively. They were a game from playoffs, which would have put them in that big tiebreaker situation with a lot of other teams. I like Brain Over as a a jungler. I think the meta is going to suit him really well. Um... I also think um, with the AB carry changes that Sticks is going to step up a bit more. Biofrost is still really good. Puhi is a, a criminally underrated mid laner for an NA. He the stuff, he's really good at roaming and getting the other lanes ahead. And then Dashon is actually really good at League of Legends. Sometimes he doesn't show up properly, but most of the time I would count on Darshan to at least go even in lane. I, I might be overrating the team a little because I do, but I do like their roster and I like their coach, and I like if something does go wrong, their academy team isn't bad, uh, and that's why I actually have CLG finishing the spit in third place. Okay, sneaky big question. Would they bring up Wiggly on CLG? I don't think they bring Wiggly up this split. I think uh, they're moving on from Rain over next year and they're going to bring Wiggly into the main roster. I think there's no reason to lose the synergy you already have with Rain over. Yeah. I like the team. I always find it funny how TSM was talking about, like, Oh wait, we we want a shark caller as support. Now we let go Bioforce, and COG just say, "Hey Bioforce, want a shark call?" He said, "Okay," and they look they look massively improved. It was kind of funny. Ha ha ha! It's TSM almost, player de- development low. It's almost as if TSM like kind of shot themselves in the foot. Oh wait. They're, they're actually next, but okay, Shadow, CLG. I think CLG's a pretty interesting team to look at this split because I think they're really polarizing with how people think they'll do. Some people will say, oh, well, they didn't make any changes and they weren't that great, so they'll be bad. Some people will say, well, they worked really good at the end, so I think they'll be really good. And some people are like, well, you know, 50-50, maybe a bit there, a bit here. And I'm mostly on the last camp, I think – the progress that they've clearly made, they're better than the team that they were at the start because they actually have any semblance of shot calling, it seems like. 
but I don't think they're going to I, I don't think they improved alone. I think every other team in NA had time to improve, had time to learn what they needed to, and had, had time to move stuff around. I think that CLG is sort of in a camp where I seem to put a lot of teams, which is fighting for just the end tail, or the tail end of playoffs, but I have CLG making it to playoffs over another team in six. Okay, yeah, I have a question. Let's think about this. Let's say CLG made it to playoffs this spring. You think they would done? You, what do you think they would have done, everyone? Yeah, they would have taken the spot of TSM in playoffs. Yeah, and I think they would have done the same as TSM. They all lost a clutch. I think they might have given a different show because it's not like a big underdog story, but I still don't think they beat clutch. Okay. I think they would have lost two clutch, but not by as much as TSM did. Um, Titan. I think they would have stood a chance against Clutch, but I, I think the same as the others. It would have gone to five games and Clutch would have touched it out. All right, so are we done with this counter? Uh, yeah, well, I think for CLG, they have a really good coach. Let's, let's see, like, they have a really good coaching staff. Okay, okay, third them. sneaky big question on CLG. If they falter this year, Will Zix be on the hot seat? Because you know what they say about coaches, if you stay in a place too long, the meshes get stale. They pro if they probably, he probably, yeah, he's definitely going to catch fire because, like, CLG, like, because they have this, like, the community has this perception, like, you know, CLG, they, they, they always, he has a good pick and band phase, whatever, whatever, and when he and you know how any some NA fans tend to be, and goes wrong, uh, yeah, the whole they're quick to write them off. But at this point, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't about the coaching staff. In all honesty, I think historically they've always been good. CLG misses the playoffs this split and next split, that's the only time Zix is going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. Overall, I think for the regular season, I have CLG at the sixth seed. Okay. So they'll just barely make it to playoffs. All right. I have time around, yeah, fighting for the playoffs, but... I'm not a hundred percent writing them in the playoff spot yet, but I have them in the close race. Alongside some other teams we'll talk about later. Alright. Well that was a very good that was a very good team effort. And some solo effort as well from some great analysts. For like our next team, Team Solo Mid, surprisingly six. They they their final streak had been had been broken. And they're keeping the same team. It is Hanzo, Mike Young, Bjorkson, Zed, Miffy. Well, basically, in my opinion, this is the team solo Mike Young because since Mike Young hot meteoric star where he was literally doing all the stuff, he's kind of... Huh? And, like, can TSL actually do something I've never seen him do? Develop a player to be more than what they already are? So, 
that's my question. That that's how the whole season can they make Mike Young better? Make Mike Young great again. I was about to say that. <laughs> I, I think TSM, unsurprisingly, is probably a favorite to either win the split or at least be in final. I, I think saying that they've never developed a player is very disingenuous when they literally let go of a player they developed last season. <coughs> he he didn't. Um, shout out. I, I sorry to cut you off. They didn't even ask him, can you shot golf call a game for us? They did because he shot called in the beginning of the split when they were bad, which is why he didn't stay shot called. They had said themselves that they had tried it out and they did, it didn't work well for the team. But beside the point, I, I think they're a team that is without a doubt one of the strongest teams. If their balling can stop being unre- or like uncomfortable or whatever it was with them, I think they'll definitely be competing for her. I call I call it passive. They were passive. Like how many games of Ezreal? Let's find out. Let's play. Let's play the the guessing game. How many games of Ezreal? How many games of Ezreal Zen played this split last split? Seven. Ten. Ezreal was safe and could carry a bit and. Also, he was a great performer during the split. Yeah. Wait. TSM, I have them improving, but um, more because I don't trust other teams to keep their form. Uh, I don't like the fact that they still have Mythic. Uh, I don't have them getting to finals. Uh, I'm not sure if they get past quarters again. And I think the my main yeah my main issue with this roster is they have Mike Young and they have Mythic. They're two players that I I think were weak points for them at parts in the split last year uh, last last split. And like I have them finishing yeah I have them finishing fourth, so I'm not too low on them. But yeah, I predicted them to come sixth uh, in the spring split, and they came sixth in the spring split um, entirely because I looked at the patterns that they had. And it and it was exactly the same. There, and this time is they didn't let go of Yellowstone. Like th- this scenario is li- is literally just the what if they kept Yellowstone. Uh, and I think uh, because just because the meta is good, they're going to have a better start than usual. Um, especially because Mike Young is a lot better on carries than he is on tanks. Uh, and also, everyone calls Sven Mithy best bot lane in the West, what they have done before the last split, and then they got exposed. And I think it's because Sven isn't one of the best AD carries in the West. He has performed really well with Mithy, but I will never put Sven in the conversation for best AD carry in the West until he can perform without Mithy. Because... Uh, in everything I watched, in so I, I watched some of TSM Legends, and I don't see Sven talking in uh, in the game clips they put up. I don't know about the whole game because I'm not in their comps, but I think it is the bot lane for them is surprisingly a weakness, and the jungle is a weakness as well as it has always been for TSM. 
Okay. Do you want to know TSM first two games are? Uh, one is CLG because I'm already challenge, and the other one, I don't know. Okay. CLG FlyQuest. Yeah, CLG FlyQuest. Week 1. They can start off 0-2-0, or 1-1. Okay, their first real test is Clutch. Week two. And team week two, where they play Team Liquid and Clutch. By then, we will know what they are. If I'm TSM, I ha I, I'm telling myself, I need the best start I can. I need as much momentum. Week two. We all know historically at the beginning of the split. All right, Titan, your opinion on Team Solo mid? Yeah, I'm actually gonna go slightly the opposite way. I don't see this team has its peak. They can't improve. They, they, they've reached the top of what they are able to get out of their team. I don't see any player on this team improving. And when you are at that point, you have to start getting people out. You have to get better players in. Players, not necessarily players who are currently as good or better than the players are, but players who have the potential. Bjergsen has reached his potential. I don't see him standing up to other players like Bebevan, like Jensen, like Kobalter. He's not that caliber anymore, and he's not going to get better. I'm, I'm worried for TSM fans, because if TSM loses out in another quarterfinal, or God forbid if they don't make playoffs, there is going to be riots. That would be the funniest. I, I will just... Reddit will burn to the ground. It yep. will be delicious. Yep, it will be... Reddit will be deleted, hacked by TSM <laughs> fans. Well, that's okay, here's here the question. Is this... Because Brooks is not leaving TSM. Is this Hansel's uh, last split on TSM? Is Hansel gone... I don't know. It's hard to say. So, Horde, they bring in Pycake Lord? Yeah, they do have Pycake Lord on their academy roster. And somebody on this on this on this podcast likes Pycake Lord. I love me some Pycake Lord. Here's your academy roster. Pycake Lord, Greg, Abrace Olive, Mr. Riley's shady. I like three of those players. Pike I like Lord, two of those players. Yeah. Pike Cake Lord, Ablaze Olive, and Mr. Riley's are some pretty decent players. Um, I think Pike Cake Lord needs a bit of a bit more time in Academy. I'd say he's probably a summer twenty nineteen pickup for LCS. Uh, probably not on a, on TSM. Ablaze Olive, I'd say uh, 2019, he's going to be starting on the team uh, in LCS, and uh, Mr. Rollins, I think, is going to be a, a leader 
in academy for a very long time. Um, I just, I just don't, don't see much coming out of the main roster. Uh, what are the odds TSM actually care about Academy? Because that's kind of the vibe I felt like I was getting. Because that's kind of the vibe I felt like I was getting when I actually like watched the games until like the second half when I stopped watching. But that's the vibe I felt like I was getting. Like the Academy system. Like oh, everything we do is for worlds. Everything we do is for worlds because we want to win worlds. You couldn't even win your spring split this season, and just talking about wanting to win worlds. You can't even okay. win MSI. Okay, question. Big time question. Do they make it to worlds? Remember, they only have 10, 10 championship points. No, they don't make it. No, they have to win big. I, they, they have really, to win the gauntlet. And, they, uh, but big is on Optic that. Gaming, Jedi. They can't win big. This, uh, this season for TSM is season 6 Fnatic. Or season 7 for Like, Fnatic missed Worlds and then they came back and were like, Okay, cool. We're gonna win something now. We want to change everything. Yeah. But you think... You think Reddy is going to change things on TSM? Yeah, <laughs> the thing I see in TSM the most is not that their players or their playstyle is getting exposed, but their system is getting exposed. You didn't see that before when we have only uh, mediocre and somewhat good teams, but now that every team is basically good, or most of them are very good, uh, you can expose their system very solidly. They don't know how to play around a jungler. and. Even if they did, it's a lot of pressure to put on my, my junk for the display. That's why I That's think you won. Right. Okay. Well, okay. TS TSM need to hop on and get on the cloud nine. Hold on. We didn't we didn't do predictions. Well, some of us didn't do give our predictions. Some say they'll make playoffs. Well, I think they'll make playoffs. I don't think they're gonna win summer. I, think I, have them, I have them finishing at second at the end of the regular season. That's pretty high for them, I think. Yeah, That's I pretty them, high. I have them losing in quarterfinals again. That's cool. Yeah. Shadow, your, your prediction? Uh, TSM? Like I said, I think they're second. Okay. Alright. I have them on the sixth race as well. Close race with CLG and close nine. For okay, from one old guard to another, Cloud Nine. My big sneaky question for Cloud Nine is, how much they well, won't cuss right now. How much did they fuck up, letting go of contracts and putting in Spence Garen? Not at all. Spence, Spence the ramifications weren't as bad as it could have been. But you let go of a, you let go of a promising talent that you can go with Liquorish, and have this core of Liquorish, no, of contracts, Jensen and Smoothie, for a while. But you gave him up. I think, I think Sven Skaren's better. Sven Skaren fits their style better. Uh, 
the meta is going to be really good for Svenskar in this split. Jensen is still a really good player. Sneaky is also a really good player in the position they have him in at the moment. Uh, and Smoothie is probably the best support. Uh, no, I, I put him second best support in NA. My only issue with Cloud9 is Licorice. I think it's going to take him a, a while to find his feet this split. Um, I think he's, he's going to do decently. Um, but I think he's going to be average for most of the split. Uh, I have Cloud9 coming fifth. But not because they aren't strong. It's, it's because I think uh, Licorice can be exposed. And I also think that uh, other issues in their team can be a little bit exposed. I don't think it's the end of the world for Cloud9. Uh, obviously, Licorice got exposed um, when the, meta, the top lane meta shifted to a more tanky style of play, and he obviously struggled with that at the second half. Um, and that's how like Liquid were able to Cloud Nine three one, if I remember correct. No, yeah, Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but I don't think it's the end of the world. They got Reaper. They got Rapid Star, one of the best coaches. I'm not saying he is the best. Um, he is one of the best uh, coaches, like out there. Um, and I think that I see. Cloud9 contending for a world spot at the end of the day. If we take a look at my our, my power the, our power rankings, uh, I have them coming in at number four. Uh, I think that they'll be fine playoff teams. Too much talent on this team to like not miss. And I can see them contending with TSM for that world championship spot. Yeah. All right. Well, to follow that, I am far less optimistic about this 90. I think their players are very meta dependent, and Svenskar really not showing amazingly on tanks. And I, I don't expect him to turn that around or turn around absurd skill on carry. They're talking to show no ability whatsoever to play tanks and to be shown to be a complete liability when he does. And their support being smoothie is really good, but he shows his best when he's on a roaming or engaged support, which isn't necessarily not going to be what the meta is. It's not looking like that for the beginning, but meta has changed plenty during the season. But having that be such an important part for your team is very iffy to me. Smoothie or Sneaky and Jensen will always good be good players, but you can't always have your mid lane be a full a full carry. Carry meta is looking like it's going to be a slower burn for AD carries, which is not a good sign either. So honestly, a lot of things I don't like about this team. I think they made no effort to change what could have been their problems. You know, they might have changed stuff behind the scenes. They might have helped train players better. Well, there's, there's no way to know that until the season starts. So because of that, I'm still pretty low on this team. I actually have them fighting with CLG for sixth place, and I think they're going to lose that fight and be dropped down to seven. C-Line looks good when they get ahead, when they play well, they get the type of champions that they need. It's just that 
the meta doesn't always fit what the team needs, which was so obvious going into the quarterfinal last split that they just got exposed and completely shut shut down. Um, they have incredibly well talented people, but a comparison here to TSM, they both have really really talented people. But I think you can get more out of Cloud9 than you can get out of TSM. Uh, I still think they will make playoffs. I think they will make at least quarterfinal and possibly even to the semis. But there are other teams that can do Alright. Any, any, any more questions or opinions on Cloud9 before we move on? Yeah, I have them. As well on the six spot race, I have them higher than both TSM and CLG. Unlike the rest of the cast, I was actually uh, positively impressed by Licorice. I think he had a fantastic split for a rookie. Uh, we have to take into account that it's a very strong top focus region right now with Sunday, Huni, Flame. So I think he did well, or at least well enough to be continuing development. Uh, I think Svens will be very uh, good, at least the first half of the season. And the bot lane is solid. That's all. Alright. Alright, let's go back. Let's go to the fourth place team. But one of the biggest surprises ever, Clutch Gaming BDTSM, but then looking so, so bad against Echo Fox in the third place game. Is it, was it just, it wasn't just till they? Was it, was, did they get too much time in Miami? Did they spend too much time in the nightclubs? Which are nice, by the way. Very nice. Nice. Uh. <laughs> so, which team, or the team that beat TSM in the playoffs, or the team that got ramrodded by Echo Fox? Or there's something in the okay. middle? First comment, I think it will be some someone in the middle because Echo Fox team was very strongly uh, a counter almost to Clutch Gaming. Strong in the top lane where you have Solo and Lyra that definitely didn't show up. All right. I think at the end of the day, Clutch is basically the NA misfits that we had, which is unsurprising given their, uh, their staff. Where I think their ability to prep far outweighs their pure individual player skill. I think their individual players are able to step up when they when they have like a, a drive to, and I think they might benefit from less pressure as well. But I don't think they're just a shoe in to be a good team. I, I have them finish, I believe it. But I, I don't. I don't think that fifth place finish is sort of an inherent problem. I think they're not bad. Yeah. With the, yeah, with uh, Clutch, yeah, I have to agree. They're not a bad team, but they're not a great team. They're, I have them coming in sixth in the regular season. I think they can come in, they can surprise in the playoffs because they are great at prepping. They focus a lot on the stats. I think Lyra is going to do better this split. I think the meta is going to favor him a bit more. 
Um, I I like the bot lane of Apollo Hakuo. I think Hakuo is the best support in uh, in NA. Uh, I think Apollo is a great third option for them. Uh, unfortunately, they don't have a true second option. Then they're also they've got Febavan in the middle, and Febavan is amazing. He is uh, top two, top three in NA as a mid laner, um, depending on how Bjergsen performs. Because I think, a, as a pure mid laner, Jensen is number one. As, uh, Bjergsen might fall off a bit this split. I think I think uh, I think he's going to fall off much, but I think as time goes on, Bjergsen's going to fall off a little bit more. The uh, the biggest problem with with Clutch, like uh, Cloud9 and opposite of FlyQuest, uh, is top lane, Solo. Not many people like Solo as a player. I, I do quite like him. He's a great player if you're, you have him as the worst player on your team. He's, he doesn't lose lane too horribly. He has a, a couple of champions where if, you, if he gets the right matchup, he can win the lane. But more often than not, you're, you're just asking Solo to lose lane gracefully and then come into team fights and get a good engage or a nice GP ult barrel or, or something like that. You, you're not asking Solo to do much more than just be in the right place uh, for your champion and just don't do anything stupid. That, that's all the... Uh, and as long as Solo can do that, uh, Apollo can position well in the team fight, uh, get a lot of damage, and Febavan can carry the game, and that's that's how Clutch wins games. Uh, also, Hakuo, yeah, he's amazing. His thresh is really good. He he has a a few picks where he can take over the game, and he is a lot more focused on lane than a lot of other supports, but he also can roam well, and he's a major shot caller as well, and I think the, the combination of Febavan and Harkuo wins this game, wins, wins this team enough, enough games for him to be solidly in playoffs, and also have a shot at getting through to top four again. Yeah, I think Clutch feels like the bar team. If you're better than them, you're a good team. If you're worse than them, you're probably down the lower team. Alright, I, I feel that way. So, um, Levi Watch. Is he, are they going to play Levi this year? Uh, he's on 100 Thieves Academy. I think. 100 Thieves yeah. Academy. Okay, yeah. both of them both <laughs> are the same. Both uh, the Clutch Gaming Academy is Max Trobo, Moon, Sun, Piglet, and Vulcan. I think Solo is a solid role player, so you keep him our master robot so far. Yeah. I think Vulcan is a very promising talent. Okay, I will okay. be surprised not to see him on our team next year. Okay, another question. Is Solo the same as... Who was the, who was the top leader in EU that I was saying might pull a Yasuo or Raven on? Oh, Spacey Jack, no. Um, no. So, oh. Solo is, I'd say, at the level of Lolo. Okay, so no, uh, we're going to get solo. Give me the stop, this kid. All right, all right. Next player, next team we gonna talk about. Not players, team is my team. 
my favorite team, the team that got me into here, led by the illustrious Rick Fox. Glory and holy, hallowed be thy name as well. Echo Fox, the team is the same. And they they exceeded expectations. A lot of people thought they would get six or seven or eight because, you know, the personalities. But they got third. They, they, they're the only team that beat Team Liquid in the playoffs. No one else did. And I feel like they are championship favorites because the meta fits perfectly in them. Rooney can be aggressive. Dara can be aggressive. ADC is not that important, so Artek and Asian can save. Phoenix can be aggressive. The whole top side of the map of extra can be aggressive. Okay, am I right? Am I am I an idiot? Do I think Echo Fox is in a good place. I don't think they're winning anything. I I think at the end of the split, Echo Fox takes third and is happy to just qualify him through champion points and just take the second seat. Uh, I think their overall team is strong, but it doesn't... As long as you have that bot lane, you're going to have to be exposed by the teams like 100 Thieves, like Team Liquid, like TSM. <clears throat> Even like, Seal, or like Clutch can expose your bot lane and leave it to a point where generally the lane that you need to carry the most is weak. On top of that, their mid laner, being Phoenix, he's a good player, but he always will have those weird moments where you're like, why were you there? What were you, what were you thinking with that one? That sort of take a, a game that you, you're winning or you've won into a point where like, oh, they might manage to not lose this. And, and Hootie's obviously always a rock. He, he's good. Dardock's there to enable him. He's learned how to play around top lane a lot. But I, I don't see this team clicking something else together that puts them into a surefire better than the teams that should have improved as well. Okay, other people who are not believers? Uh, yeah. I like this team. I think they're, they're a good contender for... But they're not gonna win. Like, this team is really, really aggressive for the most part. But at the same time, they're also very volatile. Like, let's be honest. Um, like, like, Echo Fox has not had, like, until their downturn towards the end of the regular season, they had not have, they had, did not have a whole lot of experience playing from behind. They, like, sure, Gahuni, who's a really solid rock in the top lane, who can literally solo carry you a game. Um, you've got Dardock, who knows how to play around like like his solo laners. Um, got Phoenix, who's super aggressive, but at the same time, sometimes he's a bit brain dead. Uh, but, like, I don't know. I feel like but that bot lane is it's an issue, it's a problem. Like, Altec is not at the same caliber as his peers. He is very, very, he is very weak in lane. Like, all it takes is just get get up in his face. If you take a, if you take, like, a cockroach that was sitting on the, on the 
floor and just put it in his face, I'm sure he'd run away. That's just I how... Think, I think most people would, to be honest. Like, I, th I think most people run away too if a cockroach in my face. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the point is that even like a little bit of pressure is enough to like make Altec retreat. Overall, I still think they can pull off a really good regular, regular season. Um, until they get figured out, I have them placing in first regular season. Wait, Michelle, you said they go get it on championship. They place third again, so that means you have a different second and first then. Yeah, uh, so yeah. first the liquid who takes just the or uses up the points, and then I think like I said I think TSM takes first or second. Okay. Which doesn't give him enough points to overtake him. Yeah, Echo Fox is a very strong team. The bot lane is a weakness, as everyone knows. They are a really, really good team. Like, I am not a massive Echo Fox fan. Uh, I do have my doubts for them. Like, I placed them seven plus a bit because I wasn't sure how the uh, how the attitudes between the players would evolve, and I thought they had the, they had the chance to blow up, but. They've been really mature about it. Dardoch's grown up. Puni with his time on SKT has matured. Uh, Phoenix has never never been an issue. Uh, Asian hasn't created any issues, and also Alltech is uh, quite chilled out uh, from what we've heard. And I do really like the roster. I have them coming in second overall so, uh, and getting in on championship points. Uh, and I think, it, yeah. I think this team's going to go to Worlds. I don't think they're going to do good at Worlds because their bot lane will get massively exposed. But I think they can get third in the group at Worlds. They're going to make it out of Worlds and win. They're going to win it all. No, no. They're not getting out of groups. They, they're um, going undefeated. I want to make a comparison here that um, Echo Fox has an on button. They don't have the off button. The moment they start losing the lanes that they're supposed to win, everything starts to crumble. Because they don't have that bot lane that can secure them something else when another lane is, is being put back. And the only response that they have at that point is forward, forward, forward. And, oh, this was supposed to be warded. Why isn't it? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, we're losing. It doesn't happen often, I agree to that, that very often that their top triangle is really, really good. But when it happens, and when team starts to exploit that fact, they might start losing. Okay, here's a question. Do they have the best top triangle in the West? Let's not talk about NA, in the West. Uh, Who they uh, know? The, the top trip, no. Uh, if you're looking for best trio topside in the West, you have to keep uh, G2 and Fnatic in that conversation as well. And both of those teams have a mid laner that can win more and enable their jungler to do more uh, with on the map. Uh, because yeah, Phoenix is yeah the worst out of the out of him, Capson. 
caps and perks. It might be the best top trio in in NA. There is a I think bit is. of competition. Uh, yeah, I I would I would put them in at the top there, but it's I, I think it is it's definitely great. not the best in the West. We can find out with rivals. I'm excited for with rivals. I want to see Fnatic versus Echo Fox, Huni versus Reckless. Will they hug it out? Uh, sadly, Reckless will wipe the floor with Altec. Oh. See, we're not going to worry about the bot lane. They're going to get that faith. Rick Fox going to talk to them, and they're going to have faith. Just believe. Look, my sports All right, so I'm going to try to not sound biased because I'm a huge Echo Fox fan. Um, well, I think the top triangle is the best in the in NA. I wouldn't say in the West. I will say it's in the conversation, but I'm not sure to give one answer right now. Um, I think the most important person in how this team will perform during the next split is Inero. I think the coaching staff and how they can adapt the team to the different changing metas and the playoffs will be what decides if this, if this team breaks it or makes it at the end. I think the meta is incredibly favorable to them, at least at the first half. So they will uh, have a strong start. I have them at second at the moment. I don't think they're the best team in the league. I think they're, if I have to rate them of how the team is in the league, I would say third to fourth, but the meta is strongly in their favor. As I said, it will be all about the coaching stuff for me. Okay, question. On the academy team, academy, them the ten dude. That's top later. That doesn't matter. Um, Demonte have the five game suspension, so they brought in Yusu, U U S U Y U S U I that person. Yusui. Yusui, for five games. If Demonte have his head on straight, do you see a war where they put in Demonte and loss? There's potential. Uh, yeah, there's potential for it, but I don't think they're going to. I think uh, the first move that they make to their LCS roster will be signing Piglet. And that'll be when he's... By the way, Piglet is going to be the most Going to have the highest contract in NA. No. Yes, he is. Um, okay, if you're talking about esports history, you have to look at all of the teams from China, and you have to think of all of the contracts for Team Liquid and uh, and Hundred Thieves and all of hey, those other teams with a lot of money. Piglet isn't worth the same money as Bjergsen or Rookie or Boozy. But he's free, he's an NA resident, and he's a class ADC. Okay. Somebody okay. is going to be... Is, is Piglet worth more money than Uzi? No. There you but go. He's not going to be the highest paid in esports history, because Uzi commands millions. It doesn't matter Million. how much you... How good you are, it doesn't matter if you... That what free agency is. I'm pretty sure if Uzi scored NA... The, the only way Piglet uh, becomes the most paid uh, player is if Liquid signs him, for some reason, again. Oh, God. And oh, the worst part is I can totally see that happening. If, uh, also, if Uzi calls the NA team and say, hey, 
I'm available. Come get me. Oh, that's a that's a ten million dollar contract right there. Maybe I'd say it takes at least twenty million to even make Uzi consider it. I I think his competition mindset is too strong to consider an A. No, in this situation, he's saying he called an NA team, saying I'm available. I want NA. Come get me. I say ten million. No. If if he calls, that's that's because he's saying, "Hey, you can pay more than the Chinese teams," which won't happen. Some can. I think Golden Guardians can. No. 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 China has a lot of money, and when I say a lot of money, I'd say they could easily, easily pay like ten, twenty million per player. Even even the team with the most capital isn't going to try to outbid the Chinese teams. Not happening anytime. Because there's a point where the government yeah, might get it's involved. It's a lose-lose scenario. Not happening. Yeah. Alright, so the second place team, which, spoiler alert, I don't think going to make the playoffs, is 100 Thieves. It's, it's Someday, Meteos, Ryu, Cody, Sun, Aphromu. The first NA resident MVP, Aphromu. I thought Meteos won it a long time ago, but he didn't, apparently. I don't like this team. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like Ryu and some. I don't like Ryu and Medios. I don't. Uh, they I think they're my favorite. Uh, academy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I like their academy team. I don't like their LCS team. I don't like their coaching staff. Uh, Ryu, I think, is too weak a player for them to even think about getting as close as they were last split. I think Meteos, he's good, but I'm not sure how, I, I don't think the meta suits him at all. And how long he lasts, because he he quit. He quit on P1. Yeah, he quit on P1, but why wouldn't you quit on P1? That yeah. team was horrible. <sighs> uh, you've got yeah. Cody Sen and Aphromoo at bot lane. I do like Aphromoo, but I don't think he's anywhere near as good as he used to be. Uh, Cody Sun can do well, but I think he's kind of hit his ceiling until he can sort out some mental issues he has. Uh, Just start a play, yeah. Uh, and the top player is really good. And uh, he's be in the conversation for, for the best in the world. But yeah, even though someday is that good, I have 100 Thieves getting seven. I don't like their play, I don't like their shot calling, I don't like their coaching staff. So, all, all I do, every time someone goes, their shot calling is amazing, I go, I find the clip that I always do, and I point to it and I say, the Canon Minion has better target selection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if a hundred thieves not making it, Will Levi and Insanity would it be part of the team? Would we see a change of Levi in the LCS? There's potential for it. If they oh get, I don't think Linsanity or any of the other uh, Academy mid laners will be at the quality 100 Thieves will want. But I think after this year, it's Levi in, Meteos out. Uh, whether Meteos is on. I think, Academy team or a different roster. 
Uh, I'm not sure. But I think in the mid lane, if they can pick up someone like uh, Hobelter, that'd be good. Uh, like another, or just any native uh, North American mid laner. All right, here is 100D's first four games: Team Liquid, CLG, FlyQuest, Cloud9. They can start. They can start one three. Yeah, I think it's not one three. Oh. Let's get someone who maybe isn't as negative about 100 Thieves talking now, though. Yeah. I'm relatively high on them. Same here. Same. Don't have that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm actually like high, a little more high on 100 Thieves compared to um, all of you. Um, for the most, like, you got Someday, who's a really good top laner. I've kind of always liked Someday, even on his days in the KT ro in KT Rollster when he was in the conversation for best top laner in Korea, um, next to like what Smed. Um, <laughs> I think Cody's son and Afrimu. Like, is it safe to say that Afrimu makes his eighty carries good? Hey, Stick says good. The yeah. is better but than like, when he was with Aphromoo. That's true. That's true. But like, Koei-san and Ole, yeah, they made a pretty good... Like, he made the finals two splits in a row. That kind of goes to like where... And his ability to play with, like, a different support. Like, Ole was a more playmaking kind of support, while Aphromoo is... Is a playmaking support. Yeah, it's also a playmaking support, but he's also more calculated about it compared to Ole. Like, it's more calculated aggression from Aphromoo, and I think he kind of learned how to, like... You know, I don't have to get that kill. I could just focus on farming up, rather than, like... Yeah, if I could force him out of lane, that's a free win. That's also a win for me. Or if I could burn his flash... That's also a win for me. Like, it can be aggressive, but also be calculated. I do have concerns about medios because, like, motivational issues and like uh, motivational issues. And if you want to talk about coaching staff, they got Prawley and they got Nate Shot. Like, you see, like, like Prawley is one of the the best coaches right now as it stands in the NALCS. There's a reason he won coach of the split. And Nate shot for his first time in the League of Legends scene. Yeah, he, he didn't do a bad job in running this. I think there's a lot of promise for 100 Thieves and their future going forward. But as for right now, I see 100 Thieves finishing off in third place. I think Echo Fox is going to Echo Fox and TSM are going to beat them out and like getting those playoff buys. Probably best job was when Forgiven told him to go fuck himself and did his own thing. That's not a sign of a good coach. True. I mean, I get. Wait, I missed this. How did I, how did I miss that part? Uh, because, because you don't pay attention to EU. Yeah, probably yeah. best H2K best thing was to 
to go F himself and then just did his own thing. Also, I mean, it's forgiven. Like, I mean, it's forgiven. You're going to get that kind of talk. Even, like, I'm no, not I'll forgive it. What, what did Prawley done? What have he done? It's, the coach that I mean, the split he won every single time you look at the first and second and say they did the best job that split. No matter the, the split. Uh, he, you look at because um, there's times he didn't win coach of the split, and you're like, yeah, he shouldn't be anywhere on that list. Like, he, he, like, yeah, he wins coach of the split, and it's literally because his team did well, and he just made sure that they didn't kill each other. And and he also such a nice guy. Such a nice guy. Apparently, this guy probably. <laughs> apparently, he was an answer as a player. So shout. My opinion, on hundred thieves falls a little bit more in line with Flibbles. I think they're good. They have good players, but I, I don't think they're going to make the kind of improvement that other teams did. And, and I think it's very obvious that of the teams in LCS, they're the team most likely to just go kaboom from their personalities because they already did it once in Spring Split, where Parali himself said the team fell apart and just kind of came back together in time. And I think that enough is enough to make me nervous about them. And looking back at my predictions, I, I would probably put them lower than I did, to be honest. I, I had it fourth, but honestly, considering a bit more, I'd probably drop them to like maybe fifth or even competing for playoffs in sixth. But I, I, don't, I don't think this team's great. I think they're what they already were, but in a probably more difficult, more competitive Alright. And and they got on uh, Titan, you wanna talk about Team Liquid? No 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 more hundred thieves? Yeah. Um I think a hundred thieves is the toughest team to predict. Because they can be anywhere from first to ninth. They they can go completely boom and just and they could actually become a great team. They could synergize. They they could actually become good. Um, I completely agree that Meteos needs to be subbed out if he is not a good enough jungler for Levi. That's needed. Age of Levi. Yep. Uh, Ruyu has experience. That's the best thing I can say about him. <laughs> He's a veteran. He's a veteran. He That's made it. it. To the semifinals in Worlds. <laughs> Yeah. Basically, because forgiven. Yeah, he got carried <laughs> to the semi-finals world. Yeah, but... yeah, he got carried. Yeah, but, um, I think that if they can just stick together and not get at each other's throats, they can make a third or second place. I, I want to. I, I am, I am sure. If they get into the gauntlet or anywhere up from that, they're making worlds. I just want to know what kind of fight they would get. What did Afu say? Did Afu slap somebody? <laughs> it's hard to imagine the team trying to split each other's throats. Yeah, they're, they're not going to get at each other's throats. I, I think you start beating them, and they are the team that's most likely to go, oh, we're bad. They're, yeah. they're a lot less likely to recover from 
uh, from confidence issues than most of the other teams. Uh, it's uh, that they uh, that they won in the semi-finals uh, against Clutch Gaming last split. Because that, that game five, they, they won it because their minion waves uh, were pushed more than Clutch Gaming's. And that was it. They, they won the semi-final entirely because Clutch didn't control the side lanes at all. See, if I was a coach against 100 Ds, I would just hover Tristana every time I can get it. Just hover, like... <laughs> no, that... The way the way you beat 100 Ds is you control sideways. And that's it. You fell group 5 mid, and then you go, okay, cool, we'll just 1-3-1, one, one. we'll gracefully lose mid lane, and we'll take 5 towers on the side. Alright. Okay, so my thoughts on 100 tips. Uh, I agree with Titan that they are a very hard team to predict. I think they will be able to reach from 3rd to 6th. I have them inside playoffs. Uh, I have them on 3rd at the moment. I think someday is really good. Mateos did an admirable job. He had the best KDR, died the least of any jungler in the league, had the second highest skill participation. Uh, Ryu is very solid, Kodishan is good. Afurmo is will always be a good shot caller. So I think they have the ingredients. Yeah, that's All it. Alright. Alright. Shadow, you waited all day for this. <laughs> Yes, we're now going to talk about your team. That one spring, Team Liquid, you, you can start the analysis. I will be here <laughs> listening. I mean, what do I have to say? They have the best player in every role. No, uh, I think TL has very obvious problems going to this split. Their mid laner looked weak and right there at MSI. Even though we had a very good performance in playoffs, I think he's someone that everyone's going to look at and say, yikes. I, I hope he doesn't do as bad for here, because if he does, they're in trouble. I think their top lane has a similar problem to Licorice, where he's only really great in one meta. I, I think, in fairness, I think tanks are something that you could play in either meta a little easier than playing their force and carries into a tank map. Their jungler, Xmethy, is really just good. Like, he's really good. He's probably the best jungler in North America still. Uh, he, he's very smart with what he does, where he goes, and how he is able to enable his team. Or double lift is the best North AD carry in North America right now. There's really no other AD carry tested it. And he showed that, like, during the split, or after the split. During the split, he wasn't great. And then Ole, I think, is someone everyone's going to look at and say, he's a liability. We have to see if he's good still. And at Rivals, he had, or not Rivals, sorry. At MSI, he had a, basically a boom moment where he potentially had panic attacks on stage, I think, and had to just, had to bench himself. And I think it's not a good sign when you're, support has that much anxiety and under the pressure. I don't think it's the end of the world for them. I think that they can work around it and work with him. But TL is not just like coming into the split with people saying, oh, they got this. They won last split, they're good. Albeit though, I still have them winning. Definitely from a bit of a fan bias, 
But I think they're still a team that can, as long as they bring together what their problems are and solve them, which they show they could do last season at, by playoffs, I think they'll be good. See, my problem, because I look at TL, I look at every other team they might see. They might see a TSO, they might see an Echo Fox, and what's stopping them? Like, okay, double it, you have that corner. You can, do, you can do stuff in bot lane. We can play something safe. Um, we are going to abuse the AT double hockey sticks out of Pope to the Impact. They're not going to have fun. Actually, Impact, you're not going to play League of Legends. We thank you 24-7. We're going to die with you. Your, your problem, the problem with that narrative is you put all of your resources into camping Impact, then Pope is doing fine. Doing fine for himself. Yeah, I, in, in, I, in, I, in, I, in, in, yeah. He can do enough with little. Like you focus the top him. side, you focus that triangle. Y'all not gonna have fun. Yeah, in, on the, impact. the Jedi. You're, 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 the problem with that is Xmithy, Impact, and Pobelter do really well lower, uh, in low economy game styles. They're not there to smash lane or completely take over the game. They're there to survive and get team fights and just play decently. Like, Impact can take over a game sometimes, but well, that's, that's not that often. The, the bot lane is the focus for Team Liquid. But more than the bot lane, it's the map that Team Liquid loves to play. They play a really intelligent style of League of Legends. They were the only team in North America that I saw properly controlling sideways, split pushing decently, and getting minion waves on their side. That's why in playoffs nobody can touch them, because they just out-rotated, out-macroed everyone they came across. They were the best team in Spring Split for a reason, and that reason isn't because they have amazing, amazing players, even though they do have Doublelift, who's the best AD carry in North America, and quite, I think, top two in the West at the moment. And I do really like the team. I like the, the coaching staff. I like everything that they're doing. I think if they win the split again, they're going to be, I think they're going to be the first seed from North America into in Worlds. And I think it, it's going to be closer than the last split, but I don't, uh, I think uh, they're going to have some close series in the playoffs, but I any team winning the split. I can see them winning. I have them second. I have them second right now because I don't really like putting VP champions, especially after MSI. They didn't have, they didn't have a break. When was the last time the, uh, a team won NA for the, last time, for the first time and didn't win the following split? Uh... That never happened. That yeah, has that not happened. Only, yeah, there's only been once, and, and that was spring yes, 2013. Yeah, TSM in spring 2013 won NALCS for the first time. Then Cloud9 comes in the summer, wins two straight. Then TSM take uh, take two, and then CLG take two, and then TSM take three. Did the CLG lost season after MSI? Yeah. the split after yeah. MSI? Yeah. No, no, TS, no uh, yeah, CLG won. MSI, when it first started MSI. So, yeah. yeah. 
I, I, I liked, I, like, I liked Team Liquid. They all have nice people, even though after a while I was mad at Poe Belter because he picked the Oswald. Okay. <laughs> the, the thing but that one's mad at Impact. North America as a region follows patterns a lot more than any other region. And the pattern is Team Liquid is going to win the split. I don't I see I've seen Team Liquid every team top sixteen that I have, I can see winning the split. If somebody told me they did, I see oh yeah, it is possible. So I have them, I have them in second. I have them losing to Echo Fox in a five game series. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's how I think you beat Liquid. You need to have a mid laner that can abuse Pobolter just so hard, he without any help. And I don't think any of the other mid laners in an A plays that style precisely. Jerkson can do it because he's just that good. The only ones I can Maybe see Jensen. are the ones that have been imported from EU in Bjergs and Jensen and Fairflip. Those are the only ones I can see. Yeah, maybe them. those. But they usually don't favor that style of just dumping your face, so I don't think that Pobolter's uh, weakness will affect the team that much. Uh, Impact will lose the lane gracefully, whatever you do to him. Uh, Xmithy is really good. I, I think so uh, Darduk... Dartok maybe can be for him, but I don't see many other players. Oh well, Santorin of course. Santorin is the best. Yes, yeah, Santorin. Hey, remember, um, Loco Doko is the strong part. Loco Doko uh, oh. says Santorin is an A plus player. That he's better than Faker. When Where did he Loco? say that? Um, go Doin. Like in one of Doin's podcasts, he talked about Loco Doko says Santorin is mechanically just as good as Faker. Okay, um, so here's the thing about Team Liquid that scares me, to be honest. Their preparation against teams is very good. That's the one thing I was afraid of from on playoffs. They just know how to scout and plan against any team very well. So how well... Okay, next year question. How many of the members of Team Liquid are here next year? I think Impact I think retires. I, I think uh, Impact might retire, but I think they keep the same roster next, at least for the Spring Split next year. Um, yeah, I think you keep it. There's no reason. Yeah, they don't have a reason to swap it. I think uh, 2020 there'll be some changes, uh, but I don't see. Of course, there'll be some changes. Uh, actually, I'll go. I don't think I even have any contracts expiring anytime soon. Uh, I think the only player I'd be iffy on them keeping is someone like Ole, depending on how split goes. If they, if yeah. Ole is okay for the split, and then they get to Worlds and he has the same problem he had at MSI, I think then they consider dropping him. But he's so, the only one I can see that problem. If I'm liquid for next split, I probably uh, drop Impact voluntarily for my boy Viper, because he will be so LCS ready next split. Uh, Impact is signed through the end of 2020, uh, Xmithy signed through the end of 2019, uh, Double S signed through 2020, Ole signed through till the end of this year and same for Poe Belter. So the only changes we might make what? are 
Ole and Pobalter at the end of this year, but I don't really see that happening. Wow, that's interesting. Wait a minute, did, it, did it just, just take the in, the immortal contracts? Or they, or they yes. Just... Yeah. Yeah, they ate the uh, they ate all the immortal players' contracts besides Ole, who they signed a separate contract with. Oh, they only gave him a year long contract? Damn. <laughs> I'd be uh, pissed. Uh, yeah. yeah, the only I... real change I can see them making at the end of the split would be Ole for for Joey. If they uh, if Ole for, uh, has still has mental problems in the postseason and internationally. Okay. Okay, some off-season questions. Biggest name from another region coming to NA is... Uh, wait, from another region, right? Yes. From another region. Uh, Ooh. Okay. Tough one. The biggest name that I think they could get... I don't see. But, yeah. it. I don't really see it happening. It's really hard. Yeah. Are we talking any team here? Anything. Any team. This uh, is Chachi. I. I don't think Chachi's leaving EU. Uh, uh, he might not. He might not have a choice. Remember, franchising happening. Yeah, franchising is happening, but Chachi is still an amazing top player, and he's going to get money from a, a probably a football org. Uh, uh, I oh, wait a minute, Titan. The... Titan, what's mm-hmm. what's your opinion on Team Liquid? We didn't ask you for Team Liquid. I don't have that much strong opinion on Team Liquid. I think they are the best team in North America right now because they are that good. They have learned what the Koreans have known for years. It is the map control. It is the split pushing. It is you have to be able to read the map. You have to do that stuff to win. And no other American org has managed to do that this this year. So, of course, they're gonna win. There's there's no question. Uh, okay. Okay. I, I, I have the... I have a big name that could go to NA next, but the the one I see the most likely and also a relatively big name is Kickets. That's what I. Kickets to NA. I think Kickets to NA is the most. Likely, I don't. I still don't think it's it's likely that NA is going to sign an EU or a Korean or a Chinese player. So, but I think that's the one. Here's my, here's my surprise. Score rush. the one that KT drops coming to NA. No, that's not happening. No. Rush went to Korea because he wants to compete in Korea, and why would uh, the best jungler in Korea leave? Nice boy, Rush. Uh, uh. So also reminder, uh, the Taman last are getting merged will have less teams, so possibly uh, players like White Lotus or Seiya or Three Wolf will be free agents. Yeah. Isn't White Lotus very toxic? He's a bit toxic, but then what top A to carry isn't? Stick say is a nice and uh, I said I said top A to carry. The only one I can think of is Rex. Uh, that's, like you've yeah. got double lift, you've got forgiven, you've got what? Yarnin. Uh, Yarnin isn't. Yeah, Yarnin isn't, but I said top AD carry. Uh, he's a top AD carry. <laughs> no, he's not. Death Star sounds hurt. Now, like you heard, you heard it. You heard it like, like this. He's, yeah, you just have to think. 
Dardoch is a Sneaky. good jungler. He's he's toxic. Sneaky is incredibly meme. Like White Lotus, I think a White Lotus and Saya and Tibble, they would fit in really well in an academy team for NA. Uh, there's there's a lot of players from other regions which can can fit in to NA academy, and I think uh, yeah. Uh, from the Latin American teams, like from CV LOL, from Turkey, they, they might go over. Um, okay. Next, next, next question. Biggest surprise. Yeah, I'm next year. Okay, okay, next year. Biggest surprise in NAEU. Biggest surprise. You see, like somebody leaving a team, somebody getting traded, in EU, a team not making it. Your biggest surprise. Uh, uh, oh, wow. Does it actually one we think will happen, or just something that we um, might think happen? Uh, okay, my something that I really want to see. I think it has potential to happen. I think it's incredibly unlikely, but my favorite thing to think about for for an off season in NA that would be massive and would be. Well, I, I couldn't hear you. you. You cut off. Yeah, I haven't said it yet. It's I, I'm just thinking the best thing for both of these parties, and also the biggest surprise, and also something that will take the entire League of Legends uh, scene by storm. Bjergsen leaving GSM. No, that was mine. It's the I, by far I, most obvious one. It's the most yeah. obvious thing to say, but it's something I've wanted for over the last year. Because it's I, possible. I think Bjergsen and TSM is... together have hit their peak, and I think yeah, unless TS uh, unless Bjergsen leaves TSM, he's he's hit his ceiling. Is Reggie willing to let him go? That's the biggest question. Let's say well, it Bjergsen's... were to happen. Let's say like Bjergsen were to like was considering leaving TSM like right now. Let's, let's say that for a moment. What are the odds that Reggie is actually willing to let him go? Uh, Reggie um, can't do anything if, if Bjergsen says no. If Bjergsen's a free agent, Reggie don't have a choice. He can just sign with somebody else. Bjergsen joins CLG. We pull the reverse double lift. Uh, I have one. <laughs> I have one. And that is... Ocelot and G2 not signing for you. That would be hilarious because all the crap he talked about, like, I'm done with these pel parasites. And Ryan said, Oh. oh. So um, I think uh, something we should do. Who's getting to watch okay, is something we haven't done yet. What? Who are the oh, three Worlds? teams? Yeah, who are the three teams from NA who go to Worlds? Okay, mine is TL because they win, Echo Fox because of points, and CLG because of the gauntlet. Ooh. I have, How a friendship. I have Team Liquid winning the split, so the first seed. I have Echo Fox coming second seed, and I have Cloud9 winning the gauntlet. Okay, for me, I think TL are going to make another playoff run. 
I didn't give my prediction for the regular season, so I'll say that they finish in fifth place. Um, simply because MSI hangover is a thing for teams that return. And they tend to not do well at the beginning of the split, you know, at the first few weeks. Um, so I have them making a playoff run. Uh, I can see them winning the split. Echo Fox on point. And TSM through the gauntlet. Shadow? I mean, I'm going to echo her, her echo, uh, that's not this point. I think T-Liquid wins purely based off winning summer and spring. I think that Echo Fox gets through narrowly with points. Because I think that uh, 100 Thieves actually still take third in my mind. But because 100 or Echo Fox get the points later, they automatically qualify over 100 Thieves. And then I think playoffs or uh, regional comes down to TSM versus C9 because come on now, C9. And, Honestly, uh, with the regionals, I feel like it's so close. It feels close. Like, it could be, it, like, although I have TSM because, you know, they're really good at best of fives, historically speaking. Let's not act like this, like that one quarterfinals loss at the end of the world. Um, like, it could be them, it could be C9, it could be 100 Thieves, it could be Clutch. Isn't the story be... of the moment for North America because, because TSM didn't get to the finals? Isn't the story just everyone beats everyone and Cloud9 wins the gauntlet? <laughs> I absolutely. It happened before, so it can happen again. Can you kill them? My three teams are Liquid, Andrew Thieves, and Echo Fox. Not in that order. Echo Fox first. Okay, Titan? Yeah. I think it's going to be a very, very close race no matter what you get up there. But my prediction is Team Liquid first, 100 Thieves second, and Echo Fox goes through the gauntlet. All right. This has been the NA Fan Takeover Rough Draft Podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Join the Discord. We have all nice people on some days, uh, which is the best day. Yeah. So... Thank y'all for enjoying this with us. We had a lot of fun. And peace out.